Good morning and welcome to episode 85 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and oh man, is this episode loaded with good stuff. My guest today is Kyle Tillman. He is the owner, designer, illustrator, and mural artist at Tillman Creative Co. on the Gold Coast in Australia. During this episode, we talk about playing with laser cutters. We talk about the skate and surf culture that was Kyle's intro to design. He tells us all about a recent speaking gig that he was a part of, the Typism Conference, and what that was all about. Kyle also tells us a story that all freelancers are going to want to listen to. A lesson learned, and it's all about taxes, my friends. Kyle talks about the project that he did for Wu-Tang Clan when they came on a tour through Australia and how he landed doing some merch and design for them. It's an awesome story. Persevere, my friends, persevere. Kyle also tells us a story about a live painting gig that he had that went a little bit sideways in the beginning, kind of freaked him out, but he pulled it off for a win in the end. We talk about that and so much more in this episode, guys. So get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, Kyle Tillman. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Happy to. So I don't mess around here on the quickie. I get right to it. Um, That's good. So why like don't you briefly tell the listeners about yourself? Uh, yes, my name is Kyle Tillman. Um, it is pronounced Kyle. <laughs> it's spelt weird, K-I-E-L. But, so I, I deal with that on a day-to-day basis. It's spelt trendy, <laughs> not weird. Yeah. <laughs> trendy, yeah. Um, and yeah, I hail from down on the Gold Coast in Australia. And I do, I design, illustrate murals uh, and run my own business called Tillman Creative Co. Yeah, so down on the, uh, the Gold Coast, that's where all the great white sharks are right now, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it's wintertime. Yeah, there'll be a few around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it's nothing to you. Yeah, yeah, there's a few around. Yeah, no, uh, we're pretty sheltered here on the Gold Coast. But if you go to... Um, down south a little bit more there's um yeah that's a bit sketchy down there. <laughs> <laughs> won't catch you in the water on a surfboard down there or are you still going for it oh uh, yeah no i would um just maybe not uh early morning or at dusk i'd yes. probably stay away yeah yeah <laughs> and if there's lots of fish around like yeah i'll probably stay out of the water yeah, smart call, <laughs> smart call. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you doing before Tillman Design Co. started up, before you got that going? Yeah, so um, I was working for uh, a friend of mine who has a company called Potato Press, which is, um, uh, yeah, you guys can check that out. They do just like a lot of boutique. It started off as a digital printing company. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, should I go like right back to the beginning? 
Oh no, that's, the, that's the next one. We're going to go the next one. further. All right. Okay, cool. Well, this one uh, was potato press. Yeah. So, uh, we were doing, um, started off as a digital printing company and then we got uh, laser cutters and laser etching machines. Nice. Um, and then from that, we were kind of able to just do cool shit and then implement that into products for clients. So, that's cool. um, now they still do a lot of like boutique signage and stuff, but they also do a lot of awards and um, like custom designed and made awards. And mm-hmm. yeah, they've got a, a US office now and have done work for NASA and Disney and yeah, Crazy. it's cool. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, to check that out. It's really cool. That's um, cool. Potato press. Those laser cutting and laser etching machines. Those are fun toys. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of was just cruising in my career and didn't really have too much of a um, direction. And then when I started there and and I had access to these machines and um, basically given free reign to just create cool shit. So that's when I started drawing and illustrating again to laser etch these on the skateboards and then I even went further into actually creating art art pieces, which like layered um, crazy art pieces. And they did a, an art exhibition, like my solo show, and then that's from that is kind of where I got more exposure, and I kind of found my direction. That's cool. And then and then started getting freelance clients from that, basically. Perfect. And when did you start uh, Tillman? Um, well, that was kind of during. While I, like while I was working at Potato Press, I was I was doing that on the side, mm-hmm. uh, and then it kind of just got a bit busier. So then I would take like one day off a week to focus on that, and then it ended up being three days a week doing my <laughs> yeah. own thing, and I had two days of Potato Press, which wasn't really sustainable um, for Potato Press and um, and and for my own business. So mm-hmm. it kind of got to the point where it's like, mm, what are we going to do? It's like. What's the same? Shit or get off the pot. Yeah, it's like it's, that's it. We're going to do it now or, or never. That's yeah. true, man. That's so, great. And what year yeah, was and that? I, uh, that was yeah, like two and a half years ago. So that was 2017. Yeah. That's when you ripped off the bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, and like I didn't have a plan. Like it wasn't a good time. <laughs> we just had our <laughs> second child. Oh, I didn't man. have any sort of buffer. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a well, well thought out plan. But, okay, so uh, was your partner on like fully on board? Yeah, yeah. She was awesome. like, "Well, yeah, this is it. This we got to do this." Yeah, that's cool. She kind of had the same mindset, and you know, to a degree, having not having the fallback and the backup is more motivation to succeed. Really, totally. Like you don't you don't have a choice. I've still got to, you know pay for daycare fees and school fees and the yeah. mortgage. <laughs> Those bills don't stop, my friend. They do not. They do not. <laughs> All right. So now I want to go back even further. I want okay. to chat about your childhood and I want to hear if you had All a right. creative childhood, what that was like. And do you feel that that led you on this creative path? Um, I think I did have a pretty creative um, childhood. Like I was, I was always drawing and um, that was like my – like my passion mm-hmm. in school, but I never knew that I could do a job from it. Like it wasn't until 
year 12, which is like the final year of high school uh-huh. over here, um, I did a um, design and technology. Um, you know, one of my units was design and technology. And for my final um, assessment, I did a clothing label, like a surf brand, basically. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, part of that was I had to do like market research and go to surf shops and, you know, talk to um, – you know, try and get in contact with actual brands and stuff like that. Um, so whilst doing that, you know, other people like building tables and making scooters and, <laughs> you know, I was, I was like in the garage screen printing T-shirts. Um, but through that process, I kind of realized, oh, this is like a thing. This is like, this is a job. It's called graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think as a whole, I had a pretty creative, uh, like, childhood i grew up in a small coastal town in australia so you know all we did was surf and ride our bikes and skateboards around so so yeah, were your parents pretty... were your parents artists were they designers were aunts uncles did did you just no. kind of come across this stuff by by chance yeah i think i was i was like the the, the weird one it's like where'd you get all this this creative talent from like how did, <laughs> where did this come from because no one else in my family was well, you know, not they didn't have traditional uh, creative jobs, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, my dad was a builder though for a long time. So essentially, that is another creative job yep. and a craft. Just creative so, thinking there for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure that I could pinpoint which of my family members <sighs> sort of passed it down to me, but they didn't really have that access to a creative career. Got it. Yeah. So you'd mentioned that when you were screen printing T-shirts in the garage, sort of year 12, that was when it really yeah. clicked for you, hey? Yeah, yeah. So um, that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to start researching places to study. Um, and, yeah, so I was in a t- little town. It was called Old Bar. Okay. It's, it was like tiny. It was tiny. You could ride from one end to the other in, you know, 20 minutes or something. So, <laughs> um there's not much around there mm-hmm. for study-wise or career-wise. So that was when I moved to the Gold Coast straight after school, yeah. I was I almost went to Sydney, but um, a whole bunch of my other good friends um, were moving up here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to go down there all by myself. I need my, my core group. <laughs> yeah, exactly, your core crew, right? And they still are. Like, honestly, this studio that I'm in mm-hmm. is, like, I share this with, um, like, Two guys I went to primary school with that have a web design company now. That's so cool. we get we still get us. We've known each other for over thirty years, and we still get to sort of hang out every day, which is That's pretty awesome. good. Yeah, yeah. What a close community! You need that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know then, uh, Kyle, if there's one particular design that stands out to you as maybe something that was influential or the most influential in your life so far. Is there something that stands out to be that? Um. I think it was just generally like um, like surf brand graphics and skate graphics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the Power Peralta um, graphic of the tearing skull sort of, <laughs> you know, that comes to mind. Um, I remember there was this cool Tony Hawk T-shirt that my friend had, which was sick. So just, you know, that those kind of things. And then that led me into... Um, you know, I mean, I was always 
you know, looking at surf mags and skate mags. So I was always drawn to the, the ads and the graphics within them. Mm-hmm. And then that led me to Juxtapose magazine. So I used to look yep. at that a lot as a, a teenager. That was like, you know, that's pre-Instagram, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes, for sure. That was, so that, that's where I got a lot of inspiration from, yeah. So within there, I came across, that's when I started coming across like Mike Giant, um, Shepard Ferry, um, who else, like James Jean, um, and then guys like Ron English and Rock and Jelly Band. You know, it was like that. There was this phase of juxtapose, which was just, yeah, really cool. So yeah. that's that's where I got a lot of my uh, inspiration. A guy called Dave Kinsey as well. Okay. Um, yeah, legend. And are those um, artists that you still follow today? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think they all yeah. sort of have in common that pulls you toward them? Is it their style or that they there's a messaging in their style or what is it? I think it's a bit of both. Like it's very much their style and um, something that resonates with me. I probably can't put my finger on it, but it's definitely – it probably has some nostalgia value as well because they were the first guys that I saw doing this cool shit. And I'm like, wow, I, I can do that stuff as well. Um, and you know, they've changed, like they've changed, they've evolved, but they're still mm-hmm. kind of doing really cool stuff. Like I've got about, I've got about four or five James Jean, uh, prints at my house. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I just love, I love, I mean, his style isn't really like mine, but I just love what he does and, mm-hmm. uh, still a big influence on me. Yeah. Yeah, I believe Shepard Ferry actually is in Vancouver, or was really recently for the Vancouver Mural Festival yeah. that we have going on right now. Oh, nice. Did a gigantic mural. Um, yeah. I think I saw it on his Instagram. So if you check out his Instagram, uh, he was in he was in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah, well, he came to, um, I think it might have been two years ago, he came to Sydney and did an exhibition there. And um, that was really cool to get along to. I couldn't get to the open night, unfortunately, because then I would have been able to to meet him and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah got down just flew down one day just i've got to see this before it ends he did a huge mural in the middle of sydney and um yeah had an exhibition which was just yeah mm-hmm. cool to see it in the flesh that's cool um yeah. before i get into the next um question on the script i want to go off script a little bit and that's um, just ask you a bit about your uh, the speaking gig that you were a part of um was it over the weekend yeah it was on saturday um, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. So it's a conference called Typism, okay. um, which is it's kind of what it sounds like. It's all, it's all about type and typography and calligraphy, hand lettering, um, and type design. But uh, yeah, I was asked to to speak there. Luckily, it happens on the Gold Coast in my hometown, so I was the nice. the hometown hero kind of thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Get all your buddies um, and mom and dad out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, so all my friends were there, which was cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like a little bit of a dark horse too, because obviously I don't do a lot of just type design Mm -hmm. work. I do, I definitely use it within my work, but, um, yeah, it wasn't something that a lot of the the crowd knew who I was because, um, because I'm I'm not sort of in that community, Mm -hmm. but then once I did my talk, yeah, it kind of like blew everyone away and 
and then after <laughs> it, after it, it was pretty amazing. Like everyone, just so many people coming up to me and saying how inspiring it was, and um, yeah, it was weird. It was it was a bit of a trip. Yeah. So was that your? You know, I, did you yeah. do a lot of speaking gigs? I do a few. Yeah, I do a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is good. Like I, I really enjoy enjoy them. Um, it's not like a, it's not like a money making thing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's um, it's kind of like it, a I, PR and challenge thing, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's just I do enjoy sharing mm-hmm. and you know inspiring other people. Um, I think I get a lot from that. Um, yeah, it's weird that because like it's ner- like it's nerve wracking. Like Absolutely, up, it'd be terrifying. Yeah, I think it was about two hundred and fifty people on the weekend, and you know I was calm as hell all day, and I was the last speaker, so it was like I had to. I sat through seven other speakers who were all amazing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it wasn't until like I stepped on stage and like, holy shit, I'm nervous <laughs> now. It's real now. This is real, yeah. And then I like looked at my notes and I'm like, oh, shit, I should have read through these a few more times. <laughs> but uh, that went really well. Yeah, you yeah. tore the roof off anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I've been trying to get out to um, the US to do some speaking gigs, uh-huh. keep keep hassling Matt Dawson for um, for a spot at the crop, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen, it'll happen. Yeah, keep bugging him for that crop cruise spot. That's what you want right now. I know, I know. I think he's locked it all down. It looks pretty amazing. There's always room yeah. for more, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just gate crash it, yeah. Nice. Um, I want to now ask you a little bit about your process, your design illustration process. Um, yeah. You might not think that yours is unique, but I want to hear from you about what makes it yours. Yep. Um, I, I still start off with just pencil and pad. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little while there I was sketching on the iPad. And then, but basically now I've just gone straight back to pencil and pad, mainly because I'm like, I don't know, never, my, my iPad, pen, Apple pencils never charged. <laughs> <laughs> just for practical reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do that and then basically just, I just get the form and everything right first and the, you know, what I sort of want to, want the piece to look like and then. You know, if I showed you or anyone else, it, it just looks like scribbles. But in my head, I can kind of see where you know I've I've got the balance right, I've got the form right, I've got the the, the imagery and stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll either take it further from there, like go a bit more detailed once I get that one map of layout. Uh, but then I just take a photo with my phone, send it to my computer, and I think where my process differs to other people is that I use Wacom um, directly into Illustrator and that's that's my that's my jam basically that's mm-hmm. that's, that's your sweet spot hey? that's what I do yeah you know a lot of other people use Wacom and Photoshop um, but yeah I use yeah I'm just straight Illustrator yeah nice and I don't I don't have any crazy brushes or anything people always ask me if I've got oh can I buy your brushes or something it's like well I've got one and I usually just make it every time I open up a new document. <laughs> That's cool. So then you take it over and then it turns, you're basically just putting the pieces together in, in vector essentially is what you're doing then. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, depends what kind of design it is, whether it's a logo, um, 
you know, I might start off with some, like some fonts that I like, mm-hmm. um, but other times I like the sketch might be like, yeah, no, that's pretty much what it's got to be. So then I'll just design over the top from that mm-hmm. uh, and probably just custom build a typeface or not, not a full typeface, but just the, the type. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times I do base it off a, a font and then I'll rearrange it, tweak it. Um, yeah. And then, and then use um, reference images for, you know, I've got like a hand holding a rose or something. Mm-hmm. So I'll try and find a hand or if not, I'll take a photo of my own hand. Um, yeah. So, so it's when kind you, of mixed. yeah, when you present to customers then or your yeah. client, are you a one, one logo, one concept presentation guy or are you an option guy? I'm an option guy, but I've kind of realized because I actually now I, I flesh it right out like I do you know, I mean, it depends what the client signed up for. If they've got the full brand identity that they want, all these assets, then, um, yeah, I'm kind of designing three mm-hmm. pretty well fleshed out concepts mm-hmm. to present to them, um, which is, you know, include like if it's a, a brand that wants to um, produce T-shirts for merch or whatever, then I'll mock up T-shirts and I'll, I'll – I'll customize it to where, towards the brand and, and their market, mm-hmm. but do a bunch of mock-ups and yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's, it does kind of, um, cut down on the revisions. Like they kind of see something and they go, like, Oh, that's it. So yeah, it's, yeah, it kind of evens out in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've, I've very rarely, the, since doing that, that way, I very rarely have someone going. None of those are right. I, don't th- <laughs> I think I might have had that once. Yeah. Um, but usually it's like, yeah, awesome. That's the one. But can we maybe add this little element from this one into that? Cool. And then that's when I sort of flesh it out a bit more and get the finished product. Perfect. Yeah. So, Kyle, the next couple of questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you probably made some mistakes, learned some yeah. lessons, and I want to pull those yeah. stories out and share those, um, you know, with the audience and share the lessons out of them with with our listeners. Um, so, what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Um, why was it challenging, and how did you get through it? Yeah, um, I I reckon it was the end of last year Mm -hmm. um i kind of i basically just fucked up on my tax and i wasn't doing it right and then i just had this humongous tax bill which is like the kind of bill where you're just like what the what (laughs) the one where you're like this must be a typo this must be a mistake this is yeah that's got one too many zeros on there um (laughs) So that was that's probably been my most challenging because I was um, I was trying to do everything myself and I thought I had it under control, but I am not good at that shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I know now, I'm very aware of now. Uh, but at the time, I was just trying to, I suppose, a bit reluctant to take on help and trying to prove myself that I yes, I've got this. This is you know I'm killing it. This is going so good, but. Um, that was a massive wake up call and it, it hurt a lot. Like, mm-hmm. so 
Um, you know, it put strain on the business, obviously. It put strain on my relationship with my wife because that's our income. And then we've all of a sudden got this huge bill, whereas I've been saying to her, no, I've got it under control. It's all good. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. I got it. It's fine. Yeah, I've got this. It's sweet. Um, so that was the most challenging. And it came at a time where I'd had a great year. Like mm -hmm. I'd done. I'd worked with some amazing clients and um, and then and then all this happened and like I was so down. Like it took me a good couple of months to sort of climb out of that mm -hmm. almost depression of like, you know, I fucked up big time here. And then I didn't get a chance to look back at all the cool shit that I'd done. Like I worked with Wu-Tang and Disney within what? last year. And I didn't even get to, like... Sort of sit back at the end of the year and go, back, like, yeah. look at that. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't until maybe even, like, a, a couple of months into this year where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was good. Um, we're good now. Let's move forward. Oh, man. Like, all, <laughs> all freelancers are, like, just freaking right now because that could happen to any small business owner, whether it's design or not. Uh, uh -huh. um, especially in the early days where you're, you're a year or two in and you're just starting to yeah. get busier and figuring it out. Oof. Yeah. And once like, and you know, it was kind of good because it meant that I was being successful and I was, you know, I was winning, mm -hmm. but you know, the more money you make, the more tax you got to pay. That's right. But I was, I was, I was kind of like a bit of an ostrich, you know, just had my head in the sand and, just spent all the money I was supposed to be paying. The and the government came a knocking and yanked that head yeah. right out of the sand for hey, you. Uh, hey, dude, you know all that money you made? <laughs> Give us like 30% of it. <laughs> yeah, we like all of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was over a couple of years too. Like that's that's another thing. Like I wasn't on top of it from the year before as well. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was just accumulated and yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, it got yeah. Well, I'm glad you're through it. You learned the lesson in that, and you got a. Oh, yeah. You have an accountant now, right? Yes. Out of yes, we do. Yep. <laughs> and every single time I get paid, thirty percent of it goes into an account that doesn't get touched Perfect. until the tax man. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to continue on the pain train here. Uh -huh. um, I want to now go to a specific design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Um, take us to that story. What was that like? Um, I think one, one I can think of is probably maybe one of my mural projects. I mean, murals are tricky anyway. Like mm. there's so much you can go wrong and you never really know until you rock up to the wall to see it and you're like, Oh right, yeah. There's this humongous um, thing in the way, or <laughs> this is a horrible wall that's being painted and it's all flaking off. So, yeah. um, I got to one where it was a um, like aluminium sheeting or aluminium yep. sheeting. No, aluminium, aluminium, whatever yeah, yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, and I knew that, and so I bought like primer to prime it. Uh, painted all the primer on. I'm like, yeah, sweet. This is this is sweet. And then I went to sketch it up, and just the pencil on the wall just flaked the paint off. And I'm oh. like, what? And this was like supposed to be like a live painting event too for Jägermeister. So I'm like <laughs> frantically trying to scrape off the shitty um, 
primer and then had to go and, um, and just racing around trying to get help, you know, to try and get this primed and sketched up before the actual night. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a crazy, like it wasn't like a crazy event or anything, but it was, you know, it was a bit of a letdown. Like if I had time and that happened, I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer, but we can deal with it. But it was mm-hmm. more the fact I was on, like I was against the clock and just it wasn't going to work. So Oh, man, you add that into anything, let alone the scale of a mural like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it happened and I got it done. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, and it turned out fine. Like it turned out mm-hmm. good, but... Like I haven't really promoted it. I don't even know if I put it on the Instagram or anything. <laughs> I think maybe it's just a bit scarred by the process. Oh, uh, get it up there and tell a story, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. So Kyle, what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now? Um, I think growth and mm-hmm. taking that next step because I would like to um, – I suppose just have a bit of help mm-hmm. with, with just with running a business, basically. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know where I how I would like to grow is um, you know to put on like a an accounts manager, you know, like a accounts manager or a, like a studio manager kind of thing that mm-hmm. can handle inquiries, handle the quoting, handle the invoicing, manage me as mm-hmm. well because I'm bad at managing myself um <laughs> just time wise basically i'll just get sidetracked and um which i'm pretty sure every uh creative working on their own can relate to mm-hmm. the challenge so, yeah, of freelancer. That's, yeah that's it that's that's where i'd like to get but you know i, I can't afford that right now mm-hmm. I can't afford to to someone else on so i think that's where I sh- i'm struggling sort of in that balance of you know hustling to the point where you're busy enough and making enough that you can bring somebody on, you know, and and trying to find the balance of that. Yeah, exactly. Because I know that, you know, if I did have someone else on, then it would generate more income. Mm -hmm. Obviously it would have to, it would have to, to, to pay their wage. For sure. um, I know that it would help. And, and, you know, even just someone to be able to pitch for stuff and contact clients that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the moment, I kind of don't have that time to set aside to generate future work. It's always just, this is what I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that. And, and and always, like, there's always a struggle of work-life balance when you're running your own gig. Definitely. It's hard to switch off. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're always on. All right, I'm going to turn the bus around to a happy place now. Um, <laughs> get the tissues out for a second there. Tell us about uh, a project that you've been a part of that you're the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. Um, there's been a bunch. Like the, talking at the Typism conference um, was super amazing mm-hmm. and definitely made me um, feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think project-wise... Um, it wasn't an easy project to do, but I'm proud of myself of the way that it happened. So, mm-hmm. and that would be the, the Wu Tang 
working with Wu-Tang, which is basically they, they, they announced that they were touring Australia. Cool. They were doing three nights at the Sydney Opera House. Um, and I'm like, shit, yeah, I've got to get tickets to that. So I bought tickets and like 10 minutes later, I had this idea in my head for a T-shirt design. So I'm like, I've got to do this. I've got to just design it and send it off. And it was basically, it was the W, the Wu-Tang W upside yep. down. But then it was also in the shape of the opera house. So, oh, um, cool. So it was playing at the opera house. And so I just like, you know, mocked it up on a T-shirt, put it on Instagram and Facebook and just, you know, t- tagged everyone in it. <laughs> um, and then maybe like two weeks went by and nothing really happened. And I'm like, no, nah, I've got to go deeper. So I'm like Googling their management you know, merchandise, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's when um, I heard back from their clothing label, the 36 Chambers, which is their clothing label. And he, the guy was like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, but unfortunately, the Upside Down W is um, Method Man's logo. And I'm like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. sweet. But then he was like, if you can do some revisions and just email it back over to here, then, yeah, we'd love to see it. So just having an email address to someone at Wu-Tang was pretty awesome. That's um, cool. And then, but then, you know, I had, to, I had to follow it up for about three months or even more. Um, and he was like, yeah, we love it. Yeah, we've just got to get it in, you know. And talk to this person, I'm going to talk to that one. Like, sweet. Just sort of kept following up. And then and then he was like, oh, my boss want to talk, wants to talk to you. And, and I'm like, cool. And he's like, yeah, his name's Power. He's like, Oliver Power Grant. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweet. And then I'm like, looked, like, you know, Googling. I was like, who's this guy? And, um, yeah, he's like, he's like the brand manager of Wu-Tang, basically. And, and the, the late, like the, um, the clothing label that they do and um he's like been there from the beginning like executive producer on the first album all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so next minute i'm on the phone to power and it will like talk for an, an hour like an hour of power almost an hour, <laughs> hour and, um, of power. <laughs> yeah um yeah we're just talking like talking about that design talking about all this other stuff and then i, I got off the phone i'm just like what was that like what what am I doing here? Am I like what? Am, what's my actual role here? And then it all sort of started to unfold, which was um, we got that design off the ground. Uh-huh. We had to get the house to approve it as well, and that all happened. And then, um, but then I also got to design the whole merch range for the Australian and New Zealand tour. Um, yeah, which was pretty cool. It was like about twenty pieces. That's um, cool, man. Yeah and singlets and hoodies and yeah that's awesome so, yeah and a lot a lot came of that and um yeah it wasn't an easy process whatsoever mm-hmm. uh, mainly due to the you know time difference uh with power and then just even just trying to lock down decisions and stuff like that like it came down came down to the wire like it was only a couple of weeks before the actual gig that everything got signed up on and yeah but you know then i went to the 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 third night that they played the opera house and like there was, I couldn't even get some of the merch that I did cause it sold out like on the first night. And, crazy. You know, I had to reprint stuff like crazy 
runs like just like printing overnight just to restock and stuff so that was a pretty good feeling and just like to be at the gig look around and so many people had the merch that i designed and the the members of the group were on stage wearing it yeah it was pretty cool that is a cool moment yeah yeah (laughs) that's awesome kyle so yeah. then definitely, you know, digging deeper, doing the research and just tagging people. Just keep yeah, digging just, until you get the the nod. Yeah, just not giving up, I suppose. Yeah. Um, awesome. I'm just about to do a similar thing. I just did a, um, for the conference, I did a video, which was all, it was kind of like a, a type-based video, but it's all the lyrics to a certain song. Um, it's a band called Idols from the UK. Okay. Um, and one of their songs called Danny Nadelko I did a yeah like a full um yeah clip for and it was you know me handwriting type and then it was all overlays and weird stock footage and but um that's what I closed out the, the talk with and yeah, yeah I saw I had, some clips of that on Instagram yeah it had such a good um response and um yes yeah, so I'm going to put it up on YouTube and then just trying to get it out to those guys that's cool man yeah so, Kyle, just keep working, right? You just keep yeah, that's it. getting the attention. Yeah. So you've reached the part of the show for the Ask It Forward question. This is where yeah. I've got a question for you from my previous guest, and you get to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell yeah. you who they are, but you can ask them anything. Sweet. So my last guest, and i got to give a little, um, I guess, sort of the, the information about this before I ask the question. Because if I ask the question <laughs> straight out, you're going to give me the eyebrow. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Maybe I'll do that just for fun. So the question is, <laughs> what would be your dream bang bang? <laughs> so let me give you the story about this. Um, my last guest was Jordan Kuhn. He's a, a partner, co-founder of Brethren Design Co., um, yeah. in the US here and there was a TV show that he had saw where a bang bang is where you go to a restaurant and you get um, like you just do two restaurants back to back so for lunch you go to McDonald's you get a Big Mac then right away you go to A&W and you get a quarter pounder you go bang bang <laughs> so the bang bang <laughs> uh, Jordan also um, tagged the term uh, a deja vu lunch so, right. so you go to McDonald's or wherever you go, you go to McDonald's, you have a cheeseburger an hour later, boom, you go back and you have a cheeseburger, a deja vu lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted to know what would be your uh, dream bang bang. Yeah. So we like Jordan as in Jordan dude, man. Uh, Jordan Kuhn. <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know Jordan. Yeah. We're in a slack group together with a bunch of guys. Are you really? So that's funny. Yeah. From Brethren. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think he's from Brethren. Is he from Brethren? Hang on. Maybe not. There's like a bunch of Jordans in there. A bunch of Jordans. Yeah. Jordan Kuhn is his name. Him and his brother are Brethren. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan. And he goes by Jordan Dude Man on uh, Instagram. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> there you go. I got his, I got his question. Uh, all right. My favorite Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Uh, well, it would have to be like fish tacos. Yep. From, um, oh, man, the restaurant's not even there anymore. Yeah, there's a place called, um, it used to be called Death Proof. Okay. Um, and it's called Hellbound now. But, yeah, a buddy of mine owned it. Um, 
Yeah, death proof fish tacos. They're pretty amazing. And then I would have to go after that, I would have to go the chicken burger from the Lost Palms Brewery <laughs> in uh, just, down, just around the corner from here. Perfect. Yeah, because that, that thing is like massive. Kyle, I, I, have, yeah. I need to see the Instagram story of your bang bang tomorrow. <laughs> well, man, well, death proof is like in Brisbane. So, oh, okay. Maybe I'll have to pick something closer. No. <laughs> a fish taco, just a general from anywhere. Yeah, fish then, taco, yeah. chase it with the old chicken. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Kyle, what is your question for my next guest? Well, um, well, I could, I could, I could, uh, I could say something funny as well to freak them out. Um, what music do you listen to while you're working? that really pumps your nads. <laughs> and if you don't know, pumps your nads is like a quote from the breakfast club. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. All right. Kyle, you made it to the end, brother. That's it. That's it. That, that was quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Quickie. I don't mess around. I see what you did there. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today, man. It was awesome chatting with you. No worries, man. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing interview with Kyle. I really appreciate your time here. I know I went over time, but it was fun talking to Kyle. So I let it roll. I let it go. 30-ish minutes or less-ish, I guess you could call it. Please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review for the show. They make me happy. They help more people find the show. And that is all good. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.